0: This is basically a Mediterranean diet, but you're just medicinally eating beans until you're at a baseline again, and then you're eating them normally.
1: Hello, and welcome to Your Great. This is the space where I will be sharing stories about healing and tools for better health. I wanted to create this space for those seeking inspiration along their healing path. One of the things I learned on my journey is that healing my body took healing my relationship with my body, with food, with my emotional and spiritual body as well. It wasn't just as simple as eating for health for me. It was really a full contact sport. And coming face to face with my limiting beliefs around my body, around healing my body, my lack of self-love, it was a big deal. The journey of healing my body changed the course of my life, really. Today's guest is Lacey Phillips. This is a live I did with her in September 2020. But before we did this live, we had sat down for lunch a year before, in August 25th, 2019. And I told her about the Bean Protocol. I introduced her to this work I was doing and to my mentor, Karen. And really the rest is history because as soon as she heard it, she signed up to have me create her a protocol to support her. Fertility and health and well being, and heal her adrenals. It was just a dream to me to do this work with her. And before I knew it, she was seeing results and just loving the way she felt. It was really incredible to see this work that I was so passionate about being put out in the world in such a beautiful way through Lacey. Lacey is the founder of To Be Magnetic. She is a global manifestation expert and just a total badass, really. She has The Pathway, a digital workshop membership program and the expanded podcast for those seeking tools for their inspiration and manifestation. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoy this.
0: Hi, how are you, Unique?
1: I've been eating beans all morning because I've been so excited for this. I'm like, adrenaline, I'm like, beans, look, no, no joke, right here. Wow. <laughs> I love it. It's my go-to, bring the adrenaline down. Because I I don't know about you, but I wake up like pumping adrenaline. Yes, and-
0: yes. I actually have to wait to get onto the phone because that exhausts so much more. Even with the red, blue light blocking glasses, everything it's such a hit of dopamine that I literally, it'll, it'll wipe me out if I don't, if I'm not careful with it.
1: Yeah. Did you, how did you do with the moon last night? I literally felt like I could have gone to a dance party because I was that fake. Yes.
0: It well, it's so your amazing. moon. It's my moon. It yeah. My moon. The, the Piscean moon. I, th- this and the Cancerian moon are really hard for me always, but weirdly, this one didn't really affect me too much. It really hit max. But it didn't like I. I mean, my current situation. I'm like sleeping. All, it's just like I have no, Dude, no point sleeping. Hair. Look at your hair. <laughs> your hair is like insane. It's Thank beautiful. You. Yeah. Thank you. It's going off. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of like I've been telling people with the B protocol, which we talk about. But my eyebrows have started to regrow in in patches that I thought were done forever. And I thought, oh, it must be the beans or that I'd use rose hips oil only exclusively, maybe that has a castor oil effect. But what you said, which was so interesting, is you think because it's clearing so much of the gunk and toxins that may have been interfering, that that's why you think so much new hair growth is happening.
1: Yeah. And I think when they're when our hormones are out of balance for such a long time, you know, especially you see it with thyroid issues, you see it with all sorts of hormonal imbalances, women who are on birth control and then get off like their hair falls out, like the hormonal shifts. Are huge. So if your liver is constantly circulating all of those hormones and it's not getting rid of it because you're circulating all that bile, then it's definitely going to have hair growth. And also, people walking around, like, not, this isn't your case because you actually came with a really healthy gut, which makes everything easier, by yeah. the way. Like, yes. you could just slide right into the protocol without a lot of, like, you know, issues. It's funny. Everybody's like, you're pregnant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing it all. <laughs> uh, When I was sick, I was so nutrient deprived too. I think we have this idea that if we take all of these supplements that it's giving us the nutrients we need, I was on all the supplements and my hair was falling out hand over fist. It's like you have to have that baseline of incredible nutrients that you're kind of coming from, not circulating toxins. You know, by the time I got to the Bean Protocol, I was 34 years old. So I had 34 years of Same.
0: How crazy is that? Oh my, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. When I started, I was 34. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> we should actually talk about that that meeting experience because it was so kismet. We've known each other forever since I was really young because your sister was my executive producer at my first job, my first real job in L.A. And I was always like, oh, my God, Unique is the coolest, most beautiful woman <laughs> when I was younger. you were like, I was like, she's my aging expander, you know, before I had the terminology of expander. But we were just like coming back into contact when you started going through nutrition school and I was on the East side, you were on the West side. But we happened to finally connect last year to have lunch. And it was interesting because I had to put it off a couple of times and it was so perfect because I had gone to see that woman, the Chinese healer who is like massively intuitive. And she Mm -hmm. was like, it's all your liver speaking of that you need to get off all supplements. So she was like my gateway Because when she said that, I was like, but I have the MTHFR. And, you know, I had all these things. I'm like, are you sure that's safe? I remember when I started taking the methylated bees, they seem so helpful. And so we happened to see each other two days later to have lunch. And I brought that up about her, the experience Mm -hmm. and the supplements. And you said, I'm supplement free. And then I was like, oh my God. And that you had the MTHFR and your daughter does. And she's supplement free. So you Mm -hmm. guys were already so expansive for that. Then I brought up the conversation. I was like, how did you actually heal? (laughs) Like, what did you do? And you explained it. And just intuitively, I was like, I have to try this. This sounds like the perfect next step.
1: Yeah, it was such an interesting kind of vibe around that lunch. It just felt like all of these things were kind of falling into place. It was like, you were just going, I need this for my liver. I need this for everything. I need this kind of riding waves of adrenal fatigue and, you know, just feeling a little burned out and like you didn't have the energy you wanted a lot of the time. And you felt like, you know, based off what she was saying, it was like, oh, it's a big liver component. And you were taking all of the supplements, which I think you had just gotten off of.
0: Um, Literally because- like two days before cold turkey, because yeah. I yeah. do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're so, you're, it's so amazing. Like, there's some people who I work with who are like, they cold turkey before they get to me. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, just know that, you know, you might have a little bit of, like, withdrawal from, you know, because they'll cold turkey, coffee, sugar. But- oh, that's, that's- like <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a rough two weeks, but you cold turkey, and you didn't feel anything doing that, did you?
0: Just a bit, like you mentioned, which was so expansive at that meeting, you said, you know, just know being off the bees, you might be a little tired and out of it which I was only for maybe like 72 hours. And then it was okay. And then, so that was on, I think a Sunday. It was 8, 2019. So on the Monday we had the call and you gave me the protocol and I literally went out and bought beans that day and started. Yeah.
1: And you <laughs> we kind of checked in. I was like, how are you? And you're like, totally fine. Like no. no issues with the beans. And I have to tell you that that is not something I hear very often, where people get on the beans and they're like, "I'm bloated, I'm constipated." Yeah, um, unique. The, this is supposed to make me feel better. I feel like shit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you got to just kind of like write it out, ease it in. Yeah, your
0: body took to it immediately. Like, yeah, it was interesting because it, sort of everything that you mentioned that could happen was the case. So it made me feel at ease, you know. And so <laughs> definitely for anybody who's just starting. I definitely had like the gassiness for two weeks and it was like, I know this will pass. (laughs) Like This isn't going (laughs) to be forever, you know? And so I had that going on and you had already explained that to me, but I know what can be so tricky for people who are just starting is like figuring out how to eat what, when, meal plans. And that was really complicated. And I just want to tell people that uh, I think around maybe month two, you just find your groove of what you eat when how you get super creative. So anybody who has been thinking about it, that can be hindering. And I was like eating a can of beans until I could soak and my Instapot was coming, you know, so it's like I just went in and, and I'm somebody who can eat medicinally, you know, which is troublesome for others who really depend on like a, a total meal. So I just had to kind of step-by-step step my way through figuring out how to eat what, when, you know, I actually really took to the salted nuts. Whereas I know for you, you're much more of the butters, you know, that's important. <laughs> and now I'm much more of the butters than I am the nuts. So things change a lot as well.
1: Oh yeah. You know, once you have, what you did is really beautiful because once you have the components, you, you started playing with the components and, and making them work for you versus like trying to fit into a rigid plan. You know, once you're like, okay, fats are 90 minutes away from beans. How do I want to eat my beans? Like I felt like you really owned it, you know, and yeah. would ask me questions along the way, but you kind of like started navigating the pieces pretty quickly. It, as far as I could tell, how did it feel for you? Like, cause you've been on it for a year.
0: Like, yes. And so a crazy thing for anybody who, you know, wasn't familiar and isn't familiar with the bean protocol, because probably some of my people are coming over. I actually had to relook up today what my symptoms were before, because I actually have forgotten them. You know, that was something I was talking to a couple of people in Max's family are on the protocol. And I was up there visiting a few weeks ago. And, you know, I was like, have you noticed? And they're like, it's so hard to tell what's changed and what's not. Because when you're suffering with something for so long, and it goes away, and it's gone away, you just it's kind of like childbirth, you kind of you forget and you're happy. And so I literally I'm like, I had hormonal stuff, you know, so. For anybody who doesn't know, what I I did look it up and what I was experiencing was like massive hormonal imbalance. I had fertility struggles for five years and I went to see the best acupuncturist, fertility acupuncturist in L.A., who's great. It just didn't work well for me because he tonified my body so much. He put me on so many and I'm so sensitive to herbs and stuff that it pumped all my hormones so high that I from somebody who had never had PMS or cramps or anything... I was the person who was having pregnancy symptoms for two weeks leading up to my cycle from nausea to dizziness to total fatigue. I mean, insomnia, night sweats, like crazy stuff. It was so imbalanced. And I was also suffering from really, really deep adrenal fatigue. And that's like what's still little residuals, the puffy eyes. But even the fatigue has left tremendously. So... Those were big for me. Also, I was having major, from a car accident I had been in, I was having shoulder pain, elbow pain, knee pain, which is all gone. It's totally all left. So it was was crazy, crazy hormonal, infertility issues, adrenal fatigue, and I was having joint pains and everything and inflammation due to the accident. So that's that. And maybe for the new people that are that are tuning in, if you want to just explain a tiny overview of what the Bean Protocol even is, because I saw that come through, somebody's like, what's the Bean Protocol?
1: Yeah, and I, I just, because I've been helping people talk about it for a few years now, like how to talk about the Bean Protocol. And at first I was like, well, you know, you're just eating a lot of beans. But then I realized like some people just can't say that to the people in their life. I'm going to go on a diet where I eat a lot of beans. So my new talking points for people are, it's a whole foods anti-inflammatory protocol with a focus on fiber, which is kind of what it is in a nutshell. But why beans? So beans have the most soluble fiber of any food. You can definitely take psyllium husk and or other fibers, soluble fibers, but beans have an incredible amount of nutrients as well. So for somebody like me who has MTHFR, you know, I want to eat nutrient dense foods all the time. And so basically the bean protocol is a health supportive protocol where you're getting the nutrient density you need, but you're also supporting your liver in pulling out bile. So the bile in your body drips every 20 minutes, whether you eat fat or not. So- having beans go in on a regular basis helps pull out some of the toxins and excess hormones that your liver is trying to dump. You know, we live hectic lives. So there's a lot of adrenaline pumping all the time. Adrenaline is a hormone. So if you're pumping adrenaline all the time, most likely other hormones are being put out of balance because of that very action.
0: Which is what I think really was leading to my issues Uh, first. And then I had the compilation of putting on the acupuncture support. (laughs)
1: Right. I remember when we talked about that, I was like, I am so sensitive to herbs and I have such an incredible respect for herbs and I'm very much into like the history of human and how we really had witch doctors, right? Mm -hmm. And herbs were not something that people took lightly and because of how powerful they are. And I feel like in today's world, they're kind of given away like Tic Tacs, you know, and used versus like really people with an authentic connection to the herbs using them properly. Just because we can buy them over the counter doesn't mean they're incredibly strong, you know? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really all about the caveman. You know, I'm like, who were we originally before we started like tinkering with everything? You know, I love the advances we've made and I think there's such an important element to it, but it's also an important thing to balance it with just food, you know, incredible focus on really feeding ourselves properly. And I, I For me, for one, I'm guilty of thinking if I have a salad every day,
0: I'm healthy, you know? Yeah, well, that's one thing I really want to put on people's radar who are new to this or maybe you're just in this for the first time. But uh, where I was at the point of my health and I've been on such a healing journey for so long and an herbalist and, you know, really burst in food, I was like, oh another food healing protocol. Because like, to me, that's almost even like the base, you know, of everything I've learned. But this one finally... It makes so much sense on the piece, you know, there's a few ways I can go with this, but on the piece of constantly clearing out the liver, you know, and it's so funny to think in hindsight when I used to do, I was raw vegan and I used to do my juice cleanses and stuff and it was like, oh, I wasn't pulling that stuff out of the body entirely. Yes, I was detoxifying my liver, but all of that was just recycling, not all of it, but there was you know, such a small amount of soluble fiber actually pulling it out. So, this finally made so much sense to me. And certainly hearing Karen Hurd's you know, story with her daughter, I was like, I think you even told me about that too. And I was like, holy shit, this makes a lot of sense. But something else that just to reframe it for people as well that I think is really interesting, and I text you about this, I think right off the bat, somehow a friend brought it to my attention that she was kind of researching the sentience. I think that's what they're called, the blue zones. And she was like, did you know that the only common superfood that every single one of them ate mostly daily are legumes, right? Oh. Wow. It was like moment after moment, I started to realize this, has, this is basically a Mediterranean <laughs> diet, but you're just medicinally eating beans until you're at a baseline again, and then you're eating them normally. So, To me, it finally made sense for a food healing protocol where a lot of other ones were like, I've done them all. You know, I tried like, oh, you name the book, name the thing. I tried (laughs) it. But this is actually the thing that's healed me. So that's so kind of joke like, we don't eat beans
1: because it's accepted by everybody. We eat beans because we've tried everything else. Like, that's what I was. I was like, okay, this is is where I am. I'm eating beans. And somebody, I was listening to this podcast a few months ago that one of the people that followed me sent me. And he was saying that beans are so incredibly nutritious. The fact that they've been villainized is almost criminal because if the medical world could figure out a way to make make you live longer and healthier, they would be making billions Mm -hmm. off of it. And -hmm. here you have this little legume that is packed with so many nutrients, you know, that, and people aren't eating it, but that little legume can help you live a better, longer life because it, it brings down cholesterol. It helps balance blood
0: sugar. It's, it's incredible. Like it's It crazy. really is. It really is incredible. And you know, the other thing too, that I think is worth talking about, cause I was just in Maine and a couple of friends, they are like just getting into the celery juice thing and the mom's like researching lectins and they were like, but what about the lectins? So I think that's really helpful for people to realize. I personally soak them. And then Mm -hmm. I cook them in the Instapot, which I think you do as well. So I think it really comes down to preparation. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a problem with beans, but for somebody who maybe does, I think that's worth noting.
1: Yeah. And when you sprout them, you actually don't liberate more soluble fiber. Because a lot of people ask me about sprouting. Eating sprouted beans is fine, but not going to have the same soluble fiber impact. But Mm. for the phytic acid and all of that, I tell people soak them overnight. Don't soak them longer than that. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then cook them in a pressure cooker and it breaks down the anti-nutrients, which are the phytic acid and lectins and all that stuff. So the the nutrients that a bean has outweighs its anti-nutrient. It's basically Mm -hmm. the bottom line. And the whole like phytic acid and lectins kind of hurting human health isn't scientifically a fact. It's more like hypothesis. You know, mm. that this is a thing. Some people can't eat them for various reasons, not necessarily you know to do with the bean itself, but more of what's going on inside the body. And that's something I work with all the time and kind of do workarounds. But I would say ninety nine percent of my clients. Who thought they could never eat beans are thriving
0: on beans now. So I mean, even myself, when I've gotten beaned out, you know, and haven't been craving them lately, I've been pretty much like fully just the psyllium husk, you know. And mm-hmm. so I, I did have one friend who found it really troublesome in the beginning. And I was like, You should really maybe try it with the psyllium husk. But I don't know any other alternatives that there that there are possible, but it's been working just as effectively with that. Mm-hmm. And then of course when I'm not bean down. <laughs> I actually really love and enjoy beans. In fact, when I first heard from you that it was something I could eat all the time, I'm like, this is my dream diet. I could live on literally Mexican food and South American food. So this was no, no trouble. For me. We've, we've had a
1: lot of, we do a lot of curry beans in our house because, mm. you know, yeah. And yeah. I used to not be able to do curries at all with my Crohn's situation. So, the fact that I can do curried beans. Now, honestly, I can eat anything. I still do simple. I still do simple. I still... I love it. I love knowing. I love knowing that food isn't something I worry about anymore instead of my yeah. about all the time. Somebody um, asked about the estrogen in beans and the only beans that actually have estrogen is going to be soy. And we don't really work a lot with soy on the mm-hmm. protocol. No tofu. That's right. No tofu. <laughs> um, not, that, not that, you know, for some people it might be perfectly fine, especially if you're under producing, you know, there, I'm sure there's yeah. cases where tofu is beautiful, but I would say um, by and large, it's not a plan that has tofu or soybeans on it. And so how are all of the symptoms that you started with? The adrenal fatigue, the PMS, the bones
0: yeah. So uh, that was something I was going, I, that's why I was like logging into my computer over here because I have a full thing of notes on everything. And I think something that can be helpful for people is just hearing my marker points of when things started to improve the results I was having because I I kind of had to keep track to keep going not that it was a problem but for me I'm the person who if I don't see results like within three months I'm like oh on to the next thing you know like and this <laughs> I would <was laughs> see I have no patience because <laughs> I'm like I just want to heal so I think this is really helpful for people Thank you.
1: Yeah, so I was going to say, thank you for tracking. I tell all of my clients to track because as things get better and you don't notice that certain things get better, you can think it's not working because you're like, oh, I feel fine. I don't really think this is working for me. Yeah. Um, but if you start tracking your little victories, you can see things begin to dissolve and go yeah. away and you're just like, hey, wait a second. So I'm so glad you tracked it. And I'm so glad you said that too, because I do have people who've been really unwell for a long time and get really frustrated that they're not well in six months, like totally well. Yeah if you've been sick
0: for 34 years, chances yeah. are you're not going to heal in three months. You know? Absolutely. And that that was a huge, and it was so helpful to have you as a resource that I could, you know, have that support and call you when things felt like two steps back. You know, I had like three steps forward and one step back. So, and you had great markers yourself where you, you know, you would say, I noticed that, and you had far severe cases of like of an autoimmune issue than I was even experiencing. So it was very hopeful, you know, when, I think you said around a year, maybe a year and a half that you stopped having the real PMS issues that would happen, yeah. flare ups and stuff. So yeah. I was seeing results very quickly in comparison because I don't think my body was as stressed as yours was. So that was yeah. helpful to hear your journey. But for people who are interested, these are the notes I have. I'll read them off to you. Within the very first week, my skin... And teeth instantly started glowing. So something that I start, I really experienced at the height of my overproducing of hormones and all those hormones being pushed up, as I was starting to get really crazy hormonal acne. Something I've never experienced in my life ever. Like breakouts were just never. I was fortunate to never, you know, experience that in my life. And this became like they were everywhere. And I, I was like, oh, this is the new normal that I'm going to have to go through. That cleared up within a week. It was literally just taking out some of that excess hormone helped it within the week. And then it was so wild with seeing my skin was crazy glowing all the time, which come to find out a part of the protocol is obviously having the fats, the salted nuts or the salted almond butters. And I think that that was what was majorly contributing to was all the fat was (laughs) creating such a glow. So my teeth were so white, my skin so clear within the week another thing i was experiencing was bad breath you know and so i do think i had a, a little bit of a uh, bacterial imbalance because this yep. is so tmi and gross but sometimes i would have an itchy bottom and uh-huh. bad breath which i know is bacterial you know it's gut, mm-hmm. and so that all went away within a couple of weeks to a month everything regulated because you're eating so many prebiotics on this mm-hmm. you know whether it be the beans the vegetables i was having a lot of onions and garlic with cooking that it just all rebalanced my gut bacteria. And then this was a really cool one that I was really excited for within one month. So somebody who's ever tracked fertility, I was doing the basal body temperature. And so mine would be like this all month. There was so... It was just so hormonally imbalanced and within one month it was perfect so it would just have that you know like the growth the dip at ovulation and then it would just start to continue to grow so it showed that all of my hormones were starting to track properly which was really really exciting another thing i was experiencing early on the or like when i started this is i was having liver pains and pancreatic pains they would just like shoot in and out it was i don't know what was really going on there whether it was the excess hormones or what was up. But within, it looks like three weeks, those totally subsided. And then it looks like within three months, this was an exciting one for anybody who's ever, you know, trying to conceive. I was at the point where I had like very little cervical mucus when it came to like that beautiful egg-like mucus you're supposed to have to conceive. And that was always heady for me because I'm like, I can't even conceive because there's nothing to help. The sperm get there and within three months i had perfect it was like literally like i was 22 again it was just absolutely perfect so my hormones were really uh, recalibrating another really crazy thing that i was experiencing before that was adrenal based is When I would go to sleep every night, no matter what time it was, so it wasn't like based on the liver and Chinese medicine or any of that stuff, I would wake up five hours after going to sleep Mm -hmm. because that's when the cortisol was resetting in my body. And it looks like at six months my sleeping became normal so it's seven to eight hours of sleep every night it's still really regular and normal which is exciting yeah the rest is like basal body temperature stuff so basically for me i started to see my hormones really beginning to even out within the first what is it called again mitosis mitosis, mitosis. <laughs> so with hormones it's every three months the endocrine system that's when everything cellularly sounds like it resets, you know, so like eggs, it takes three months to produce a new quality of egg. That's the deal with the the endocrine system. So every three month marker, I was seeing miraculous hormonal improvements. And then at a year, I mean, I don't really experience like hormonal stuff anymore. I remember (laughs) when you texted me and you were like, I didn't have any
1: PMS symptoms because part of the herbal protocol that you'd been on you have gotten such bad pms and pms symptoms and all that stuff and i remember when you because you and i have been sending voice notes back and forth to each other for the over the last year and you were like there was no PMS symptoms
0: and I was like, yeah, yes. oh, that was huge when cramping, cramping was like my last little thing. And that's so discouraging cause I'm like, maybe it's endometriosis, you know, cause I'm having it throughout the month, but yeah, like major PMS stuff totally within the first three months was alleviating. So you no know, night sweats, no nausea, dizziness, like that stuff that over, overproducing stuff. And then everything else kept following each three month cycle, which was really right on track. Awesome. Yeah. And somebody just asked, like, how is your energy level? So for me, because of the adrenal stuff. So one thing was, you know, I had met with Karen once, which was good for me, like once early on, which was good for me to meet with her because she literally said, like, you need to sleep, (laughs) period. Like, I was about to start my speaking tour. And she's like, when you're not on tour, like, at that moment of speaking, I want you in the hotel room sleeping at all times, resting at all times. Like, rest bed rest period and she's like that's the only way you're going to heal your adrenals and it was really and I think you obviously said something similar and you experienced that but it took a few people for me to finally be like okay if I really want to heal a friend of mine too Ashley Neves who had experienced pretty severe adrenal fatigue did the same thing and she healed she did three months of literal bed rest and so for me anytime I could that's what I did and so my like fatigue levels are far better, like far better, but there definitely are moments I can tell when I overdo it and I'll need to rest a couple of days, but my bounce back is so much quicker than it used to be. So the only real residual I have is like the adrenal here, which to my understanding, it's because when you're exhausted, there's an inflammation that's happening. And it's crazy because I, I know what the adrenal exhaustion feels like, and I don't have that anymore. But it's like, even after I sleep, this still doesn't go away. So I, we'll see one day, you, one day. that's you have, on. that, have you not had that your whole life? Because I know I much
1: like my lighting's really nice today. Guys. No. But, Do you have one of those circle things? I need to get one of those. No, no. I, <laughs> I decided to stop sitting behind my desk and now I'm sitting facing the window. So just natural no. filtered light comes in and I'm loving what it's doing for my Because I've yeah. had those little circles under my eyes my whole life. When I was sick, they got black.
0: Oh um, wow! You had yeah, tags. And,
1: and sunken, and um, since I've been healthy, I still have that, but it's you know it'll be more tied to hormonal shifts for me now, and they get better over the period of a month. But I've had them my whole life, so I'm guessing you haven't because
0: I don't no, know. I am ever going to go away. They came about like a year, year and a half ago. And they're, they're, they are my pet peeve. I definitely, they bother me. They definitely yeah. make me feel like I look tired. But energy levels are, are are just like so, so much more stellar than they were. But I do think I have more resting to do. And definitely, like, I will be continuing this protocol. I mean, I still follow it. I've gotten willy-nilly. Like, I listen to what my body wants now. And I certainly incorporate fruit now and stuff. But um, I never... <laughs> do you
1: keep a baseline of beans? Like, do you do? Cause I do, Yeah, I do a half a cup three times a day, no matter what I'm doing, honestly, that's my baseline, but because I've been so busy and um, pumping a lot more adrenaline, I've been doing probably like five times a day, but given any different day, like I can intuitively eat too. But what's funny is I intuitively eat within the protocol and for the longevity plan, like you and I talked about this, having fruit. I always talk about berries because they're like a lot of bang for your buck nutritionally, but yeah, all the sugars. But I also think you're kind of in a place now where intuitively eating is going to serve you the best.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I didn't touch any of that for like eight, nine months because even when I would try once in a while, I could feel it. For me, it was definitely wiping out my adrenaline because yeah. it got to that point where my blood sugar levels were so chaotic. But now I just really listen to whatever nutrients my body's calling for. And and sometimes it doesn't want that, you know. And But I never falter on the beans or psyllium husk, whatever phase I'm in, and the fats. Like, those are two things. They're non-negotiable. And I still personally eat quite a few throughout the day, always. I'll know probably when it's like a a three-a-day thing, like you, and Mm -hmm. Intuit when I need more or less. But I still do feel the need to eat them throughout the day, too. Clear hormones and, and yeah. all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, because you, you know, you run an incredible, you know, manifestation company and provide such an incredible support for people. Literally, I, I have clients all over the world who are doing your pathway work, and as wow, wow. yeah, it's beautiful. As their nervous system gets calm, they find that they're able to do the work so incredibly well and start getting to deeper places yeah. because that state of fight or flight that most of us live in, including myself, my whole life, and up until the last, you know, seven years that I've been on the protocol, without an adrenalized nervous system and anxiety, you can access a lot of nuances and connect to things in a much more intuitive way and open. I think fight or flight, stuck in that fight or flight zone, you're only reactive. Fight or flight is reactive. Probably right? I talk totally. about this all the time. You're running from that tiger, and there's not a lot of yeah. nuances to life. There's good or bad, or you know, black or white. Or so when you get that calm nervous system going, and you can really respond to life and go deeper. And I have found that my clients will start telling me like how incredible their ability to go deep with your work is as they pull down their adrenaline and their nervous system. The other thing I wanted to mention with people who have adrenal fatigue, I spend all of my time telling them to rest. I'm like, yeah, hey, you wake up. With a, what feels like a full battery, chances star.
0: Yep. It's more like a fifteen percent battery. You know, honestly, it is the hardest thing to hear, and there's some questions in here we can definitely, you know, start answering them. But that is, you know, like the hormone piece started to definitely even out through this protocol. But without the rest, it, it just like this level of healing wouldn't be possible because, like you said. Pumping that. And I was, you know, I had low adrenaline because I had pumped so much for so long. My reserves were, were so low. So, like you said, how that can really, really affect the hormonal input. Like anything in the endocrine system that's off hormonally, you know, is going to affect everything else. So, for anybody who's experiencing that, like anytime you can during the day, even if you have that nine to five job, you know, right now, thank God so many of us are remote, but it's literally working in bed it's literally <laughs> watching shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do that still now. And it took me a long time to get over the depression aspect and the, I'm not doing anything. I'm worthless, peace, or, you know, like my company, all of the people who work in it together, who I have to give way more credit that are doing far more work than I am at yeah. all these days, but they were so supportive of me in this healing journey and me waking up and being like, I'm not doing as much as them. I'm not worthy. Like, is this you know that that kind of stuff having to deal with it but that's huge and the other piece too of not working out that's so hard it's so hard it's so programmed into us and and that's one thing to you know also say like I do work out now I do do like the light I love the Melissa Wood health it's like easy and light on my body it's it's not high intensity training like I used to do it's not hit so, but it still like helps me feel all of the great feelings of working out without over producing hormones or taking away my reserves. So that happened in about ten months to a year in. But I did that whole time of not working out and letting my body be what it would be. And Max was so supportive too, and made me feel so great and seen. He did the protocol with me for six months before we did IVF, so that the egg and the sperm had two mitoses three, two, two, to be at the best quality that they could possibly be in. And I have to say for anybody who I do believe having, if I would have done this protocol for a year and a half uninterrupted that I would conceive naturally, I do believe that. But for me at 35, I had just spoken to so many friends who they were like, Lacey, just if you want, if you're open to this and it's with your belief system, we really recommend having those embryos because then you have that freedom. If you want to wait longer, or have multiple kids. And so I'm so grateful that we did the IVF and that we secured, you know, really wonderful embryos, but doing that six months together before at 35, my numbers were better than people in their twenties. It was crazy, you know, like the amount, and it was it was like noticeable because a year prior to doing the bean protocol, I had gone in to see my volatile count, which was significantly lower than after doing the bean protocol was significantly higher. So it was measurable. It wasn't just Amazing. Like, in my head, you know, yeah. you know, it Amazing. really changed my egg quality and how many eggs I was producing. That's amazing. And it's amazing that you had that you had checked before.
1: So you had a baseline of what you were looking at after being on the bean protocol for six months. And
0: you ended up having like a good amount of eggs that you could use, right? Yes. Yeah. That was the joke that I was going to, I was a fish and then we we're, <laughs> were having, I mean, in the beginning, what fertilized, we ended up having, I think 21. And then, then we got eight embryos that were all genetically you know, healthy and and then I was like, oh, I'm going to start a cold and have eight kids, which is a total joke. It's just been the ongoing joke with my friends <laughs> to make lightness of, you know, the IVF. It's been yeah. really, yeah. really and fun. I, and because
1: you have to do a lot of hormones, you felt amazing, but you also felt really great having the bean protocol there to help pull out the excess. Yes. was trying to get rid of it.
0: In fact, I would have never personally been ready to do the IVF. I resisted it for three because we tried for five years. It was three. That I began to consider it and I was like no way my body's not strong enough for that I can't put my body through it but it was because of the bean protocol that I knew I could do it because I knew I could pull all of those excess hormones out and it was crazy when I did do it so it was actually like the best experience ever I had heard so many horror stories and again I know everybody's journey is so different and I actually sympathize with where anybody's at any way to pregnancy is the right way you know if that's what somebody's calling into their life but I had never felt better. Like the 10 days that I had to do the shots, I guess I needed something in it. I felt so glowy and in my feminine and great. I was also in the mental space where I wasn't resisting it because I had gone five years of doing like everything natural possible. I mean, down to angel frequency healer. I mean, I did anything you can possibly think of the banana Thing and R of it, I did it all. And so it was really funny because when I actually went allopathic, it was full surrender. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to resist this at all. So it ended up being fantastic. I had incredible results. And within a month and a half later, everything of excess hormones were out of my body because I did the beans the whole time. And after I did them the whole time, and it was just like super cleansed and easy. So for anybody who's thinking of that. To me, that's a part of of human creation that's so
1: incredible. You know, like the fact that you're totally normal, Max, totally normal, not being able to put it all together, right? Like yeah. the fact that you can do IVF and get to that point is really incredible. Like I value... I value those advances that man has created so much. I think
0: they're just phenomenal, you know? I do as well. And I think if you you have the wherewithal to advocate for yourself, like if you're going to do allopathic natural, whatever, just really, really having the education and the, you know, somebody or yourself to advocate for yourself because, you know, and it's so funny, like I look back in hindsight and I'm like, how did I think that having a kid, that process would be different than any other process I've manifested in my life because everything I've done has been uh, a result of experiencing the hardest version of the rock bottom you can for it. May it be career, figuring out money, how to manifest it, definitely figuring out how to do love. I was the biggest doormat. So it's like, I just think that is part of my journey in this lifetime is to go through the rock bottom version so that I can help to speed it up for others and help give tips and help find, you know, crack the formula and code for others. Not to say that that fertility has a formula or code, but to me, it just makes perfect sense that I too would experience that and how beautiful that, you know, I get to be somebody that's an expander on the front of something like IPF. Because in fact, I personally didn't have any. I had only heard, I had one and one former client but otherwise, it was just like horror stories. So I'm grateful to, to serve as a different version of that.
1: Yeah, you're an incredible expander in so many ways. And it's funny because you talked about how when we met all that time ago, how you like saw me. And I just remember seeing you and just seeing your incredible glow as a person and the fact that I've been... Around to witness your kind of coming into yourself and becoming the magnetic, expansive, beautiful human that you are has been such an amazing expansion for me, you know. Thank you. Yeah, to see an incredible woman living on her own terms and creating... And helping others. I'm really called to that as well to, you know, my my own journey woke me up to the desire to want to help support other people Mm -hmm. and make life better. I went from a very Taurus South node. Thank you, Dara. Yeah, you know, money and car and, you know, money and doing what I could to make money and to leaving that all behind and really stepping into my North node. And which is Scorpio then.
0: Scorpio, Yeah. Cause I'm a, I'm a Tor North node.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is all about like, you know, helping others and really finding your voice and like to do that. And I have never been happier and more fulfilled and, you know, been being a support for others. And I have to say watching you become your most powerful, beautiful,
0: feminine self was really an inspiration for me. Oh, thank you. That's why expanders are so important. It's so, so lucky to have and so important to collect even a fragment. It's, it's just like, thank God that we, that we exist for each other and to reflect yeah. back to each other. But well,
1: the you way you, oh, the way you reframed expanders, you know, cause I think traditionally women would see other women living their best life and be kind of jealous. Right. Yeah. And be like, yeah. like why them kind of thing. And I yeah. think, you took that space and you you really made it a powerful space of women supporting women and allowing somebody who's really occupying a space that you desire to be your expander of how to get there and yeah. how to become your best self. And I that's such an empowering
0: thing to give everybody. It's just and so important in this day and age. I mean, oh I think goodness. we're lacking it tremendously still. And if we all had the wherewithal to do that I think many things would be different. I think it's it's just so important for for these days. Should we answer some of these questions? I feel like there's so <laughs> many that I'm like I want to answer them for you cuz I feel like I know the answers, but there I think there's so many interesting people here who who are probably really new to this and they have great questions about, you know, like does the the bean protocol help with weight? So
1: with weight, yes.
0: Um, I work with a lot of people
1: who lose a tremendous amount of weight on the protocol. When working through hormones, I do want to be very upfront and honest because I feel like that's the most important thing to be is authentic in life. I'm not selling this as a weight loss protocol. I am offering this as a health protocol changing protocol. I do have people come to me to want to lose weight and they do. And I have people come to me who don't want to lose weight and they gain a little. It's what I say to people when doing the protocol, there are definitely weight loss strategies, but it's more about like focusing on healing your body. And then if you gain an extra five pounds, you can lose it. Some people come to me underweight and they don't want to lose any more weight. And I say to them, Mm -hmm that the, the process kind of is the process and we'll do our best to not let you lose weight and we'll do our best to have strategies gain weight if you want to gain weight but it's really the healing process is really unpredictable and i hate to promise something and then have you be one of the people who either lose a little weight when you don't want to or gain a little weight when you don't want to and be like you make
0: yeah <laughs> for me i had to find my sweet spot because it yeah. definitely like puffed up my face, like, but it was really cute. It was kind of like the Weston Price thing, where yeah. you could tell I was just healthier. You know, it yeah. was like I was more glowy and puffy. And then I realized I kind of found my way. So yeah. for me, I would have a, a scoop of psyllium psyllium husk when I woke up, and then I would start beans more with breakfast. And then if I was in a place where I needed to lose a little weight, I would do a little more psyllium husk than the beans. You just kind of find your groove too. And we all, you know, like who. We're all in different places with you know health issues, but being on the healthier side, I kind of found my groove with how to be like I'm gaining some weight because I'm eating so many beans, you know. But you're a great you know testament to that as well. That I think it all evens out in the long run because I think also your body starts to suck in everything it needs or hasn't had or. Like when you're starting to absorb more nutrients for the first time, it probably stores so I mean there's so much that I'm sure is going on through all of the mitoses.
1: There is. It's complex, you know, it's it's a complex journey and it's very individual. You know, when I came to Karen, I was like a little 90-pound golem. Yeah. And I was like, I can't lose any weight. And she's like, the focus isn't weight. Yeah. The focus is you have to heal your body. And I was like, Amen, you're right. Yeah. Um, this isn't a vanity. I can't. I had no attachment to vanity. I was, I was hair. I was, you know, thin haired and rashes all over my body, in my mouth, you name it. And
0: constant yeast infections and UTIs because my immune yeah. system was so torn down that. And you had had to do so many antibiotics around yeah. those through the process. Yeah. And then, you know, it, uh, traditionally with the yeast infection, it's like, let's carpet bomb you. And traditionally, so
1: my body was just nothing. So losing five pounds felt like a lot at that point but i just remember being like i'm dragging this old bag around anyway so i might as well feel yeah. it while I, <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that yeah but it is incredible to to ha- to me you know i changed my entire life around this protocol and went from feeling super shy about talking about eating beans all the time to feeling incredibly proud and honored to be doing this work and thankful every day of my life
0: for karen That's how I feel too. I'm like, when I first tell people about it, I'm like, this is going to sound insane. (laughs) But, and then I love this one because I did have a friend that experienced this and I think she gave up on this. But if you're super bloated on the first couple of weeks of the protocol, is that normal? Should I just push through things?
1: I would say you can back it down. I always recommend people start with a couple of tablespoons and people are so excited when they meet a new protocol that they think can heal them, that they just really go all in too fast, too hard, too furious. I, whenever I have a consult with somebody, I always say, go slow, listen to your Mm -hmm. body, start with a tablespoon at a time. You know, especially if you're not used to all that fiber, it can really cause you to bloat. Don't feel the need that you have to try psyllium husk. Some people really don't do well with it. Here's one for you. Can I take psyllium husk
0: capsules in lieu of the powder?
1: You can absolutely. I do my husk every morning, and I've been testing out the new husk every morning. as well. I'm really lucky. I went from a gut that couldn't handle anything to a gut that is incredibly resilient. So I don't. I didn't have any fear when I started testing out the new soluble fiber on my own body because I'm like I have to test it on me long before yeah. I ever recommend it to anybody else. And I've been going a bean the psyllium husk against the new fiber. And yeah, it's I start my day with fiber. It's what I've done for the last. Five years. In the first two years I was on protocol, I was really strict and I only ate beans because I was so nutrient deprived Yeah, Um, and I'd gotten off all of these supplements that I was on. So for me, it was all about really giving my body everything it needed to have to be healthy. So beans having such an incredible amount of folate and iron and you name it, protein, I was just like, the more the merrier. But now at this psyllium husk in the morning, my other fiber in the morning sometimes i've been playing around with the other fiber at night because i can't actually take sol- um, psyllium husk at night it makes me want to get up to pee
0: and oh I, uh, wow yeah you've told me that before <laughs> yeah i don't have that that issue. i know yeah so interesting lucky, but yeah yeah it must um, absorb so much water all of your water that, that it sends it to your bladder interesting
1: yeah and then i'm awake and then as soon as i wake up i'm like a little
0: crazy weasel i'm like same and that's where I have to like keep it cool. I like this one too, because I think there's a lot of keto people and paleo people out there. I've tried, you know, versions of both, but does fogginess post beans after a long time paleo or after a long time on paleo go away? Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. Actually, I get a lot of people who have brain fog on paleo who start doing the beans and it goes away immediately. So again, so individual. I wish there was this one size fits all as far as the beans go. It would make everybody's life easier but it's pretty individual. I would say if you are new to beans and you are coming from paleo, soak them overnight to get that phytic acid, instapot them, overcook them, pressure cook them, and and then start going a tablespoon a couple of times a day and just let your body slowly adjust.
0: Let's talk about the instapot for a second because somebody had said that I honestly like almost solely cook with it now because it's the laziest easiest thing on the plant a crock pot but I think when you're first dealing with an instapot and you haven't cooked with it it can be a little bit intimidating and I think like some key things I've learned with the beans when I make them that I think can be helpful is my favorite go-to recipe because I like unique mostly have black beans that's like my bigger base but It's been explained to me that you can do any legume, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's not just black. It's like pinto, any any legume, you know. And then people will ask, "What about green peas?" You know, as beans, and I'm like, "No, it has to be a legume." But with my like go-to recipe in the crock pot is, I'll take whatever amount of beans, black beans I have, and I'll you know rinse them, soak them overnight, and I just do that in the crock pot, stainless steel thing, and I throw a towel over it. Next morning, I strain them, throw them back in. And I put only about like an inch and a half of water over them. And the key, my favorite seasonings are pending on how many beans there are, if there's a lot. I love to do a teaspoon, I'm sorry, two teaspoons of cumin and two mm-hmm. teaspoons of everything spice. So it has all of the green, you know, herbs, you know, it's like thyme and all that stuff. So the cumin and the everything spice with a bit of salt and then I cook it. For an hour and ten minutes in the cro- with within the Insta Pot, which is a very long time, but I love them mushy. And t- they, it's like I could re, I could make them refried very simply if I were to just mash yeah. them. They're yeah. so tasty overcooked to me. So that's something. If anybody's looking for like a baseline recipe, that's one of my favorites. And then the key, I think, with cooking, I don't know. You'll probably have more input, but cooking with the Insta Pot. Like tonight, for instance, I'm making ground beef, kale, white bean soup. And so whenever I cook with it and I just like make up my own recipes, the key of knowing how to cook with an Instapot is it's half the time it would take in a regular pot. So I'll have people who will first start this and they'll be like, how long do I cook things for? How do I do this? And it's anything you would cook in a regular pot on the stove. You just use half the time. That's my big tip for people. Yeah. And what setting I do, I cook mine
1: on high. Most of my beans are pretty the same. I'm high to 12 minutes on high pressure. And then I don't relieve the pressure. I let it sit for another 20 with Mm. the full pressure in there. And I wait until it naturally decompresses before I open it up. Like I don't decompress it before I have all the steam come out. So I really overcook my beans. I mean, that's how I cook all of them. My little chickpeas over here, which I'm eating kind of just plain. I've been on chickpea kick lately. And but yeah, you can add the the herbs. And depending on the protocol you, you're on, you can have the spices and um, you can make them as tasty and delicious as you want. You know, period. I even use if I'm doing a garlic onion base, I even use a tiny bit of like olive oil to add them in. I feel like uh, it cooks out
0: too. a lot. of Yeah, things.
1: it's and it's a big batch. When you're batch cooking, I'm always like, I, I don't tell people to not cook when they're batch cooking, like go ahead and batch cook and have that olive oil in there. If you experience constipation initially and want to try it again, there's a constipation protocol. You're just going to need
0: more fats, basically. That's my yeah. thing for anybody who ever has constipation. If you really do supplement the fats throughout the day, I'm prone to it. It won't be a problem anymore because you're releasing so much bile. You taught me that tip. Yeah, it's it's pretty... uh... Increase your fats. I have clients who don't
1: do well with nuts. If you are one of those people, just add a couple of tablespoons of olive oil, drizzle it on your meal. You can still eat your beans in between to get some of the clearing effect, but drizzle that olive oil, two tablespoons on your veggies get that extra oil and make sure your water is on point a lot of people don't drink enough water that room temp or warm water really helps to keep everything moving smooth
0: and what about this one how long did it take from being on the protocol before you actually no longer got utis because i think that that probably will coincide with how my gut started to even out the bacteria started to even out
1: Yeah, the UTIs were a bummer, man, because most people get them if, you know, they're having sex. And what a great way to get one, right? But I did not. I would just wake up with UTIs every single day, every week. I would wake up for no apparent reason. And it was so frustrating. And I was doing a lot of baking soda sits abs to get rid of them. And it worked. I mean, Karen saved me from having to carpet bomb my body every week because she was just like, get your butt in that sit bath and you sit there and I did and I when she was like 20 minutes twice a day I was like 40 minutes twice a day right I literally was just and I was drinking gallons of water trying to pee as much yeah if you've ever had a UTI you know the agony and so yeah and then when I could tolerate garlic because I had high candida levels all of my blood levels were coming back with high candida which is not an uncommon thing for a body that's out of balance I don't like to call people sick I like to call them health imbalances because the organism itself is always fighting for homeostasis. I yeah. see people, I see people who have imbalances that are seeking balance, right? And I think it's so important for me. One of the big things on my journey was not identifying myself as a Crohn's patient. I was out of balance and I needed to regain balance. So even with all of my candida, all of that stuff, it went away. In that year and a half process that I was going into remission with my Crohn's, things got better and the UTA stopped coming. And thank God for that. I haven't had one in, well, since
0: then. Yeah, years, years. This is a good one for people. And I'll have my opinion on this after you. So sorry if I missed this, but do you experience any detox symptoms when you you first start?
1: A lot of people do and a lot of people don't. I can only say this now because I've worked with so many people, is that some people get on and they're like, no, I feel amazing. And then other people instantly, their body starts expressing more, you know, acne and they feel just not themselves. And a lot of times it's harder for those coming off coffee and sugar. If Mm -hmm. you're a sugar addict and you're, you're really used to those stimulants, it's like a couple of weeks that you can experience those. And, but yeah, I would say it's kind of 50, 50 who the people are that have detox symptoms and not, what is your experience of it?
0: I personally, because I had already known, I just couldn't handle any of that. I I literally, it's so interesting because for me, particularly for the hormonal and adrenal front, everything I had to eliminate, I was already off of, but I didn't have that extra support of, you know, taking out the trash that, that old bile. So for me, I didn't experience any, I did experience the gas because I had been eating that quantity of beans. So <laughs> it was definitely my digestive system was recalibrating it, you know, but I didn't experience any, again, I I wasn't on sugar, caffeine, fruit. Like I already wasn't really doing much of any of that.
1: Right. Which is amazing. That's not how a lot of my clients come to me. A lot of my clients are like, I'm really, most of my clients, I joke that they're healthy. They eat healthy and they're angry because they're still sick. They're like, yeah. I eat healthy. I do everything and I'm still
0: sick. And they're so frustrated. And I'm like, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, There was something Karen said to me once too, I think maybe on the podcast or something, but she was like, organics, not everything. It's great. You know, like we all know eating it is great, but why are people still so sick that eat organic? And And it's such a huge thing that we're not taking out the trash, you know, and we minimize stress. You know, we're so
1: used to living in a overproducer society and a stressed out world. And we're so used to minimizing stress. And I can tell you that like a lot of the people who are really frustrated, if they feel really good for the first three months and then not feel well, and I'll be like, okay, what's going on in your life? And there's COVID, there's people redoing their houses, but minimizing that stress, you know? stress in the human body, the way we experience it today is enough to throw things out of whack. And that was something that Karen really explained to me because, you know, crazy weasel, like I wasn't going to give up my executive producer job flying all around production because I was sick. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't going to get in my way. And I'm pretty sure my healing journey took as long as it did because I refused to stop working I would only stop working when my Crohn's disease would flare so bad that it would land me in bed on my back for weeks at a time. I wow. did not respect, no, I did not respect my body. I was, like, I went through all of my notes from my healing journey on the Being protocol and I looked at myself and I'm like, wow, it really took a lot for me to wake up. It really yeah. took a lot for me to step back and go, okay, I need to do right by my body because I just minimized the stress. And, you know, I thought I was a warrior pushing my body to the limit. I didn't realize that I was a fool yeah i was an absolute fool thinking that my body could heal under extreme stress and it can't the body needs rest
0: yeah it only has so much energy that it can focus you know and especially if it's really energy compromised i like this one if someone doesn't have any major symptoms is it beneficial to incorporate more beans into your diet without doing the whole protocol i think this is such an important question especially for fanatic society (laughs)
1: yeah it's you know what a half a cup of beans three times a day for healthy people is phenomenal support for a continued healthy life. I mean, it's what most of my clients, once They once they get off of that part four bean protocol of really cleaving nutrients, really cleaving bile out, a half a cup of three uh, beans three times a day is what I would recommend for anybody. Nobody gets enough fiber. That was the first thing I learned when I was getting my nutrition degree. It was like, I think people get 5% of what they should be getting. Mm-hmm. So though adding that half a cup of beans in three times a day is a way to ensure that you're getting enough of your fibers
0: along with your vegetables. I have a selfish question for you. And then I'll we'll leave off on this one last question. But I don't know if you talked to Karen about this, or if you've researched it yourself, but whatever about the radiation, we experience? so much radiation, whether we're flying, we're going through the flying thing. I mean, just, you know, it's it's really emitting from everywhere. Do you think that ridding the stuff of your liver that we're helping to rid the radiation as well? As far as I know, as far as I research it, certain radiation never leaves or
1: doesn't leave the body, but I haven't, and that's actually a good question. I haven't talked to Karen about it, but I do think that if it is going to be removed out of the body, it's going to be going through the bile
0: yeah you know and like on that note for anybody tuning in I used to be so sensitive like blue light sensitive sensitive to emfs I was sensitive to everything around and I've lost all of that sensitivity I know better so I still block from those things as much as possible but I don't have any sensitivity to it anymore most and all of my sensitivities are gone so that's yeah that's a really big one. Yeah, I definitely turn off my Wi-Fi at night. Anybody else? We have a timer that it's off all night. So anybody. Okay. We also moved to Topanga to try to get away from all the towers because I was so sensitive. And also but, seaweed. I do iodine. Iodine yeah. is really great. So, like that's the one thing
1: I do and I travel with is I travel with like dulse flags out yeah. and stuff like that because the iodine is definitely one way to also protect the thyroid. And so, chlorella is another, I mm-hmm. think, right? That's a binder yeah.
0: for radiation if I'm correct, I don't remember.
1: Yeah. Chlorella is good. My go-to always tends to be seaweed. Um, yeah. I love that it. I know how, how toxic radiation is for my thyroid. So I'm, and because I work with so many people with thyroid issues, I'm like always like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Protecting as much Protecting as I you can. Yeah. Let let see. See. Oh yeah. yeah. Do we have Here. another one? Last but not least, well, two, I'm going to do two more. I swear okay. I'm going to stop after this because I think these are two ending notes. Selfish top one, because we get this in manifestation you notes know, like, how do we do this work if we have kids? What are your top three tips for having kiddos on a bean protocol?
1: Oh, on a bean protocol. Well, so what I have is a lot of families do the protocol and What happens if you make one meal, you know, a lot of parents will kind of cater to their kids, but if you can make one meal and everybody eat it, if you want your kids eating beans, they have to see you eating beans. Yeah. Um, So I would say for the people, for the families that, and I've worked with a lot of entire families where the kids, the teenagers have horrible acne and they start doing psyllium husk and seeing their skin clear up. You know, they also have to drop the sugar, let's be honest, but major hormone disruptor sugar. And kids are just pumping so many hormones that helping their body get rid of some of them is incredible for their skin. But yeah, cook family meals where everybody's celebrating legumes and and just don't make a big deal about it. It's just yeah. what's for dinner, right?
0: I agree with that. I, you know, with the kids I've grown up, like my siblings and stuff. And then I think this is the last perfect note. How can we start the protocol? Like, what are the tips? Where do we find it? The information through you, if we don't know anything about it, like, where do we start?
1: Yeah. I have online courses. I have coaching packages. You could also check out my mentor, who I work with every single day, Karen Hurt, who's also wonderful. I would say those are wonderful places to start. There isn't a lot out there. So if you're looking for it out there, you're not going to find a lot. I would say Karen and I are the only two people really practicing. I started practicing and changed my entire life because of the protocol and to work with Karen. And I learn so much from her every single day and feel incredibly thankful for it. But also the thing I forgot to mention is how it works. It's there's something which you can't research called the hepatic recirculation. Mm-hmm. And that is how the beans protocol works. So if you want to research something, research that because that's out there and it's actually in all of the um, medical books. So if they talk about how the bile recirculates, they just don't talk about how the body needs help in our diet in removing that bile that's being recirculated all the time.
0: The way that our ancestors have been eating for thousands of years. Yeah. Through legumes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and somebody's asking about hummus. Hummus is wonderful if you want it as a fat snack, because there's so much tahini and olive oil in it, it falls into a fat snack category versus a bean category. If you make it at home with garlic and lemon, then it's considered a bean serving.
0: Yeah, that's something people will learn if they're not on this. If you're an overproducer, you're having to pull out a lot of the excess hormones so they don't recirculate, just as Unique was talking about. Therefore, you can't combine the fat with, you know, like all fats with the beans. Otherwise, since it's fat soluble, it won't bind to your liver bile. It's going to bind mostly to that other fat you're consuming at the same time. But to my understanding, when you're healthy you can actually eat both right at the same time. And it's not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. And I, to this day, I still, I cook with fats, but if I'm going to have a fat snack or if I'm going to have salmon or avocado, I still separate them because I'm a crazy weasel. I'm a crazy weasel for life. I know that I'm going to like, I'm going to slide into the grave sideways. So beans every step of the way.
0: I'm the same. I just have found them to be truly so healing and medicinal that they'll forever be the thing I, and this is another thing. anybody out there but I think that this works on animals a lot too for instance I made I often make people in my family adopt (laughs) animals that are at kill shelters and I made my mom adopt this little terrier and she was at my house because my mom was working for two days and she must have gotten into something like toxic poisonous funky she wouldn't eat she wouldn't drink nothing and I blended up beans for her and put it in a dropper and I made her eat it every 20 minutes like Karen talked about with her daughter On the podcast and within i think three hours she was normal again so it's really (laughs) if you ever eat weird stuff like it's just really also medicinal to bind to whatever toxin like bad stuff's in your body to help pull that out when i have food poisoning not too long ago like i made sure to just bean up to get as much of that stuff out along With I think everybody should always, always have activated charcoal in their kitchen. Like
1: activated charcoal. And if you're traveling psyllium husk, man, I traveled all over the world with psyllium husk when I was on the bean, bean protocol, when you could travel and I had it everywhere. And I never, I don't leave home without it. I leave home without a lot of things, but I never leave home without husk.
0: Yeah, I am same. I always put it in a plastic seal baggie with a plastics. Well, one of those potato spoons that'll bounce great one day, and I travel (laughs) with those always. So, well, thank you. I love you. You too. Same. I'm so grateful. We'll have to do another one at some point. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, you look beautiful. You are beautiful. Thank you so much, and thank you for being a Bean Protocol person. I just absolutely love all of the health
0: rebalancing you've done on the Bean Protocol and that it continues to be a part of your life. I love it. Thank you. And for anybody who's on the fence, the last thing I'll say that I often say to friends is this is the most accessible form of healing on the planet. Like you're not buying food that's over $5, you know, and there's no supplements, there's no doctor things to do, there's no blood work to do. You're literally eating basically what you would have eaten Two, three hundred years ago to heal. So that's just another encouragement. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.